Good evening, 6-12 on a Wednesday. So I'm going to go part two with here today, gone tomorrow. I really think we should compare the dead versus the living. Why? Well, as I mentioned in the first part, a lot of people revere the dead more than they do the people that are alive. Why is that? I ask myself that question because I'm curious There were so many people in our lives that we lose. I've lost many people. Like I said, both my parents are gone. My aunt, my uncle, my godfather, my grandmother, my other uncle, um, family, friends, neighbors, you know, people that you knew that you kind of had like, you know, uh, from time to time would, would talk to, you know. So you think to yourself, why is it? And when you go to a funeral, there's flowers laid out, the eulogy. Everybody says good things about a person when they're gone. What about when they're alive? It doesn't matter. Why do we revere so much of the dead? When you think about the people that are now in your life, the way you're treating them now matters. If you've always had disdain for someone, you know, if you always had some type of dislike for someone, you think to yourself, okay, well, there's a way we can get around it. You know, why do I not like this person at all? What is it about this person I don't like? You know, there's got to be something that triggers that emotion that you have towards that individual. But when they're gone, that's when it changes. When they're gone, you miss them more. Your feelings and emotions start to change because now that person's not there anymore. So you think to yourself, I didn't like them when they were alive. But now I miss them and want them back, but they're dead? That is like backwards right there, right? When you see rest in peace. I saw this not too long ago on one of those YouTube shorts, you know, short videos that they have on YouTube. And so it made sense. And I figured, well, let me put this up as a topic because we need to, to focus on the people that are alive in this world. But again, it, The dead have more respect than the people that are living. Now, you may not agree with me on that. You may not agree with me on that 100%. But I will tell you this, from my perspective, from my perspective, I've seen it more and more. When you go to someone's funeral to pay your respect, more people show up, there's flowers, there's a eulogy where everybody's saying good things about that person, but that person can't hear because they're gone. So whatever's being said about them that's good, they're not hearing it. What happens if someone is alive? Wouldn't you treat someone who's alive the same way you would treat someone as dead? Now you're going to say, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Because the way you treat people in life shows me the type of person you are. The way you treat people in life shows me the type of person you are. In other words, let's revere the dead. Everybody wants to be dead. Everybody wants to be dead. Everybody wants to, you know have that funeral. How many people are going to show up on your funeral? See, now for me, I've had dreams about this, okay? And in my dreams, no one shows up in my own funeral. Because in life, I'm alone. I have no friends. So if I'm dead and I'm not going to know, who's going to show up? Nobody. And that's sad in this day and age because now you say to yourself, How you treat people in life really makes a difference. Shows me the type of person that you really are. You know, um, how do you treat people when they're alive? Do you treat them with any ounce of respect? Do you 
see them? Do you spend time with them? Because if you keep making excuses to not wanting to spend time with your loved ones, then what happens if something does happen to them? What if they get into an accident? What if they fall ill? You have to think about these things because again, life can take us at any time. Life can take us at any time. That's the sad reality right there. See, when I was going through my illness, I thought I was near death. I thought, oh my God, I'm only 35. I'm not going to have a chance to have a life, to maybe get married and have a family. That's going to be taken away from me at the young age of 35. And my mother, my mother would not have been able to handle my death. I, I firmly believe she would have tried to take her own life. She had said to all of us, but I think with me, because I'm the youngest, she had said, if something happens to you, I don't think I would be able to stay in this life for very long. Now, that's kind of like saying, if my youngest child dies, in other words, I have two other children, but they're grown, they have their families, but see, you're my youngest. So we had a closeness. We were very close after even after my father passed away. When she started to say something like that, I'm like, but mom, why? You you need to go on. What about the other family members? This is, you don't understand. You're my youngest. And you were a blessing, a gift from God when you came into our lives. And I always thought I was an accident. I was not a planned baby. I was not. She said to me, I won't say accident. I'll say you were a surprise. Although I know for a fact that I was an accident. But my father and mother loved me just the same. They loved me very much. And, uh, you know, they didn't give me up. I mean, come on. I think that if, if they, you know, had chosen not to have more than a certain number of kids... It might, the circumstances might have been different, but they loved us. My father, I always asked him, were you upset that I wasn't born a boy? And he goes, no. He goes, it didn't matter to me as long as the child is healthy. It does not matter to me if you're a girl or a boy. Because I always asked him, it would have been nice if you had a son. He can carry on the family name. But, you know, once I get married, that family name is gone, which is fine. Because, to be honest with you, I'm ready to get rid of this name. <laughs> Not saying I'm not proud of it. I just, you know, I'm ready to be married. And I'm ready to take on my husband's name. It's got the same amount of letters, though. But <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just as long as that we're talking about dead versus alive. Think about it. People in life do not get that respect. People in life get treated poorly. People in life get get called names and and ridiculed and and then you think when when they're gone why is it why is that different why does that change why does that change so you ask yourself this question i i think about this all the time now think about this what if your situation what if your life is miserable what if you're poor think about this from one poor person to another because I know what it's like coming from a humble background and I know that you have to in this day and age in order for you to survive in this world in order for you to make yourself a name in this world you have to have struggled and failed and there's nothing wrong with that if someone tells you comes up to you and says 
well, I've never had a struggle. or I never failed. They're lying to you. Because everybody goes through a form of failure. Everybody goes through some type of struggle. Unless, of course, again, as I mentioned, you were born rich. And not everybody is born rich. Very few percentage of people, depending on where you live. Now, here where I live, it's a mixed bag. You've got rich, and you've got middle class, and you've got poor. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to take statuses and stick them on people. We don't want to do that. People are people, regardless of their financial background, regardless of their social status. We are all human beings. We should not be treated, hey, you're rich. We'll put you in this category, or we'll put you in this category because you're middle class. We'll put you in. No, you don't do that. The day that you do that, you're, you're identifying people by how much money they have, where they live, that shouldn't even matter. That shouldn't even matter. But again, as going back to it, a lot of people sometimes say, I, you know, when I look at my parents, for example, and the lie that they left behind, my father, again, gave us a good life. My mother helped him along. I mean, she didn't work outside the home. She, if she wanted to, she could have. She chose to be a housewife and mother, and that's fine. That's fine. But but sometimes you think to yourself, you know, if she would have gone outside of out of the out of the home and worked, I don't think my father would have had a problem with it. As long as they're a team and they work closely together, because that's what marriages are about too. You have a husband and a wife making making it work. You're both making it work, whether you both work outside the home or he works outside outside the home and, and you don't or vice versa or whatever. And then you're making a life for your family because you think now your family is the core. So you're, you're doing this for, your, for, for each other, but you're also doing it for your family because your family matters. You don't want to get them a good life. You want to get them a good education, uh, shelter, enough food, you know, clothes on their back, everything and anything that a majority of the people have in this world but take for granted. My mother had said to me one time, we had this conversation about how the dead are revered in other countries. And it is true. The dead are being honored and revered. They have parades thrown at them and memorials. And But what about the living now? Why aren't the living being paid attention to? Do you have to wait until you die before you get that recognition? Do you have to wait till you die before anybody notices your accomplishments and achievements in life? Think about that for a second, because that bothers me. Why is it that we have to wait until we're gone, which we wouldn't know because if somebody's saying good things about us, we're not going to know. We're not going to know. We're not going to hear it. We're not going to see it. So why is it that the dead are revered more than the living? I think the living should also be revered as well. I think people who are alive and well, who are making all these great accomplishments, should get some kind of recognition, some kind of attention to be noticed. Because again, it pains me, it bothers me to see that. I don't like seeing people where, when they're alive, the way they're being treated is just terrible. The name calling, the shaming. I don't like you because you're this. I don't like you because you're that. I mean, stop doing that. We all need to be loved. Remember, we're all God's children. And you have to be careful what you say around people in your life, people who you love. You know, sometimes you guys, so for example, if you have an argument, say if you and your uh, husband have an argument, let's say, and in the heat of the moment, he says something very nasty to you. 
now you can't take it back. So, say the wife runs out, all right, after the fight, and then all of a sudden, hours later, boom, you get a call from, say, the, the paramedics or whoever the hospital's saying, your wife has been in a very bad car accident, and she's hanging by a thread. You need to get down here right away. What's the last thing that you remember saying to your wife? A horrible thing. You called her something, you called her a name, or you did something, you lashed out at her. Now she's hanging, her life is hanging in the balance, she got into a severe car accident. Now you're wondering, what am I going to do now? So you rush down to the hospital, but by the time you get there, it's too late. They couldn't do anything to save her life, she's gone. That guilt is going to eat with you. you got to be careful how you talk to people in your lifetime, whether it's your husband, your wife, your child, Anybody who's in your life that means something to you, remember this. They're humans with feelings. We're all human beings. Our feelings can get emotionally. I get sensitive when people attack me. But I want to know why you're attacking me. I've had issues in the past with social media, and that's why sometimes I avoid chit-chatting or interacting with anybody in social media because, to be honest with you, everybody's always comparing each other. Everybody's always putting everybody down. Everybody's always bullying one another. Stop it already. We're not in high school anymore. We are adults. We are grown adults. We should act like adults. That's why I say it's important to treat people with as much respect, to give them the credit of the things that they do in life, of the, the, the accomplishments and the successions that they do. Because if you don't and you wait until they die, you're never going to see them again. You're paying, their, you're paying your respects to them, but they're not going to hear it. They're not going to see it. How are they going to know? That's why I don't understand the whole concept of, you know, when someone dies, we pay our respects. More people show up at a person's funeral. All the flowers and everything is, is given. What about someone who's alive? I've never had somebody give me flowers. I would, it, would be a, it would be a nice surprise. Somebody shows up at the door, I got flowers from you. You know, or, or something else to that effect. To be recognized for what you do in life. And there was another thing that, a question that was posed a while ago. Um, the question is, do you wanna, would you wanna live forever? I, the answer to that for me is no. Why? Well, think about it. If you live forever, you're going to be very old, number one. What's your purpose of getting up Getting up out of bed in the morning is to just... You won't be able to do much of anything if you're a certain age. You'll be sitting there watching life pass you by. I would rather go at an age where, okay, before I go, I want to know that I've left a legacy behind. I have did my missions. I've done my accomplishments. I've done great things for people. I want to be remembered as someone who left something behind, not someone who died and didn't have the chance to do at least one thing because that would not sit well with me. Would I know it? No, I wouldn't know it, but it would go with me. It would go with me to wherever I'm going. That's why I say it's very, very important in this day and age that you need to respect the people that are in your life right now, that are alive. Give credence to that. You're going to fail at things in life. That's fine. You know, when everyone says to you, you're not allowed to fail, you're not allowed to struggle, you're not allowed to make mistakes, who is they? Who is they? No one should tell you how, what to do. No one should tell you how to do this or do this or do that. If you make a mistake, one, two, three, four, five, as many mistakes, you're going to at some point get back into your life and you're going to have those successes. Those successes will be there. 
Those successes will matter because you struggled. You made it. You made to where you were. If you don't struggle, if you don't have any of that, you're not going to know. I've seen people say to me, well, I'm not allowed to fail. Yes, you are. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. Failure is a strength. Failure is a strength. If you're telling me, no, it is. Yes, it is. You know why? If you tell me, I've never failed a day in my life and look at me now. Well, you know what? It was given to you. You didn't have to work for it. It was handed down to you. That's the difference between myself and you. I've had a struggle. I'm still struggling, but I'm not giving up. Why? Well, first of all, I remember this mantra. Think positive in a negative world. Be positive in a negative world. Stay 100% focused. How many times are you going to fail? As many times until you get it right. And when you do get it right and you get your just reward, you will succeed and you will be up at that level that you want to be in your life. But you would have had to struggle to have made it. If people say to me, oh, I've never had to struggle and I've never ha- I never failed, then you cheated your way through life. I'm sorry to say it because not everybody has that. Not everybody has that opportunity that you have that has that, 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 um, that purpose. Nobody has that, as far as I know, as far as I know. You had to have struggled. And struggling is fine. Struggling is, is okay. When you, when you think of me, you know what? There's two, two words to describe me. Humble is one survivor is the other and what do I mean by survivor we survive life we survive life we survive it every day think of all the obstacles that you're dealing with think of all the negative negativity on that's going on this world but you have to stay positive in order for you to succeed in life in order for you to succeed and make a difference in your lifetime to be where you want to be at life you would have had to struggle and fail and failure is not even a weakness it's a strength no matter how many times you fail no matter how many times you make mistakes it's okay because that's a part of being a human being. We're not perfect. There is no such thing as perfection. Perfection doesn't exist in this world. Perfection is like in utopia, wherever that may be. If everybody was always perfect, if everybody never made a mistake, if everybody never struggled, that would be unrealistic. I could tell you right now, because you have to make a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, everybody fails. Failure is a part of making it in this part of of who you want to be how you get to see and when people ask me how do you how did you get to be so smart well I read a lot I study I I do lots of things just to better myself in other words I look back at how my life was growing up I take a lesson or chapter from that part of my life when I was growing up now my father struggled but he made a good life for us. He did not want us to have the life that he and my mom had. Him and my mom were just the same in that they grew up in the Great Depression and they had to grow up very quickly. They missed out on their childhood. They didn't have a good education, didn't have any education. My father was very smart, so was my mother. They were both smart without an education. And when they came into this country and they asked those questions, My mother was very smart. She didn't have to think twice. And my father, again, he was very smart with no education. He actually worked before he came here, when we came to Jersey, before I was born. He worked for General Electric. 
in a factory. And then after that, he was able to bring his family over. And of course, I was born 10 years later. And then I, the, only play, the only part that I remember is growing up where I'm at now in New Jersey because the house I'm living in is just where I have most of my memories. Some of them are good, some of them are painful. I choose not to look at the bad, I choose to look at the, at the positive because sometimes you think about all the bad stuff that happened, all the illnesses, the sicknesses, all the things that happened in this home with everybody. And it just is a constant reminder. I can remember things of my childhood or sometimes I would have to refer to a picture. Other times I would just remember certain things. And then my sister's like, oh, do you remember when you were little and you fell down the stairs? No, I don't remember that. She remembers it, I don't. There are certain things about my childhood I don't remember. And then there are certain things that I do. Same thing when I was in my teenage years, all the way through my young adult. And then after that, that's when everything started crumbling apart my father and I think of this when I went to when we went to his funeral he had a bigger turnout my father had a bigger turnout at his funeral than my mother and I think my father I'm not sure I'm trying to remember I don't know if it was a weekday that we had the funeral or a weekend but it was a far bigger turnout and there were people reminiscing and remembering but I think of myself but all the things that he did in life I don't know if he ever got recognized for it because this is what I'm talking about. When you pay a res- when you go to someone's funeral and you pay your respect, all good things are, are talked about this person. But what about when they were alive? They weren't a good person then? They didn't accomplish any of the good things that everyone's talking about? Because nobody ever really reveres you when you're alive. They wait until you die, and then that's when everyone comes out. And they talk about you when you give the speech, and they do all of this, and it's like... I still don't understand that. Why is it that we're revering the dead more, but when we're still alive, we're not even recognized? It's like we're invisible. And that's really a bad thing. And I think that deep down inside, I think both both, both the dead and the living, especially the living, should be looked up to and inspired and, and noticed because all the good things that you do in life when you're alive you don't get that recognition they wait until after you're gone and then they oh i remember when this person did this they talk about you as if you're there but you're not and you're not listening to what they're saying because you can't hear anything and you think wow when i looked at my father's funeral all the people that came in some of them i didn't recognize and some of them just came to pay their respect and i remember the mayor of the town the former mayor of this town actually came because i guess that was part of the job part of his you know requirement that if someone dies as a resident of this area and they ha- and they die you have to go to their funeral to pay their respect which is fine but still you think to yourself but why is it that people again are more revered when they're dead than when they're alive I'm still trying to understand that I think we should also pay attention to the people who are alive now at this moment because again once they're gone they're gone Once they're gone, they're gone. And you can't really, you can remember them, but you gotta think about the good memories. Don't think of the bad. I lost my mother. My father first, which I had a hard time letting go, and it took a long time, but my mother is closer now with her because after my father passed away, we had a closeness. And she was everything to me. 
it's really hard to explain, but she did a lot for me when I was struggling going through a hard time because there were times when I would lose my job and she would be there for me and in return I'd help her out with whatever needed to be done you know or and then you know go grocery shopping and do all the things that my father used to do that I that I do and I think to myself yeah I miss her I miss her so much I miss her so so much I mean I never thought I would ever in my lifetime be able to go on with life because without her, life was just pretty boring. There wasn't anything exciting. But you know, you can give your heart to someone. And I find that that's true. And I have, I do have my heart with someone that I am deeply in love with. And I like to think that I'm good for him. He says, as he said to me many times, I'm the best thing that ever happened to him, and I feel the same way. So even if you lose someone that was special to you, you can still get that love back, but in a different way. And I'm not saying for a replacement, because you would never, ever replace your parents with someone else. A lot of people do that right away. And I think that by you doing that, it's like you're denying their death. That's just my personal opinion. See, when my mother was still alive, after my father passed, I knew she wasn't going to remarry. And I said, I wouldn't want you to remarry because I don't trust anybody. They find out that you're a widow and then you have some type of monetary value that was left from your husband. That's the only thing they're going to go after. And that's a shame in this day and age. That's just a total shame. So she remained a widow for so many years until she passed. Because again... She felt like she was dishonoring her husband if she moved on with someone. And she goes, but I loved him so much, I don't want to do that. But I said, but dad wouldn't mind. And I always wondered if it, what would have happened if it was the reverse. If it, my mother had passed first and then my father would be still here. I don't know if he would remarry or not. He probably wouldn't. But there are times you think, well, I'm so alone. And, and I, you know, I have nobody to talk to, nobody to spend my time with. Maybe he would have, I don't know. But it would have been a little difficult to accept to quote another person in my father and mother's life. I don't know how I would react to that. I always hear the horror stories when someone dies, long lost love, then you want you to move on. Now, some people choose not to move on because it's like you're doing disrespect if you do that. And other times you think, well, I have to. I want the companionship. But do you really need it, though? Because you hear the horror stories. Oh, look at that. The widow, the widower, they go after them. And the one thing they have is money on their mind. And that's shameful on your part. If you do that, take advantage of someone who lost someone. That's the reason why you want to get close to them? Uh Uh-uh. No way. So I used to watch my mother. And I used to think, I think she was happy being on her own after my father passed. I don't think she would have wanted to move on with someone else. That wasn't her. That wasn't her. And I don't know if I would feel comfortable having, quote, a stepfather. That's not my idea of, nobody can replace my father, nobody. My father was so much to me, so, so much to me. I love him so much. I'm sure that a lot of people feel the same way, because nowadays you just don't know who to trust in this day and age. You really don't. The way I'm seeing it right now is, again, I want to know why 
because when you think about this, why do people revere the dead more than the people that are alive? I'm trying to understand that. You know, you could do great things in your lifetime to get noticed. This is what I'm trying to do. What the one thing I want to do in my lifetime, because again, I'm trying to connect with people on here. In addition to me surviving cancer, I survived life. And you could survive life too. Just remember this, be positive in a negative world. Whatever obstacles you're dealing with in Christ, you're going to get through it, whether you're alone, whether you have someone in your life. If you're lucky enough to have someone in your life, you help each other out. You help each other out because it, it makes a difference. Try to do it on my own, which I did from the time that I was 21, even though I had my mother and my family, they didn't know what was going on and I did not want to bring them down with me. So I handled it the best that I could, the best that I could. Now, I'm not saying all of you should do what I did. Everybody is different and unique. Everybody knows how to handle a crisis and what to do and and what should be done. You don't have to necessarily follow my lead. But I'm just telling you, the two words that are recognizable for me are humble, because I understand the needs of others. You have to struggle to make it into this world. And no matter how many times you fail, you're going to get it at some point. You just have to be patient. You have to stay 100% focused at what you do. People look up to a person who's so focused on their work. But you also have to remember one other thing, though. When you have someone in your life, you have to put them up on top. Why? Yes, work is important. Don't get me wrong. When my father put my mother up on a pedestal. Yes, he had two jobs. I never got a chance to see him when I was growing up because he went from one job then to another job. But the time I got to see him, well, it was a a little bit. It wasn't much. Did I resent him for that? No. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's called hard work. But you know what he did? He separated work with his family. His family came first. His family came first, and that's why he quit the second job. He goes, look, I'm not going to do this anymore. I need to spend time with my family. My family is important to me. We went on all these family trips together. We spent quality time together as a family. A lot of families don't do that. They make excuses. Do not make excuses. Make the time to spend with your loved ones and your family because guess what? Life is short. And anything can happen from the time you say you're going to do it to at that time. What happens if everybody in your family got sick? What happens if someone gets into a car accident or someone, uh, you know, is, is deathly ill? You don't know how long they have. You have to make the most of it. Yes, work is important. Work is second. I always say that. Family first, work second. If you put work above your family, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be tension. And if something happens to them, you're going to beat yourself up. Because you're going to say to yourself, why didn't I listen and spend time with my family I was so focused on my work sometimes you need to take a break from work when you do too much work stress and stress is not good that can make you sick because you're so oh I have to get all of this done within a certain time period no you don't you can take all the time you want in the world you got to focus on you you are important your health is important if you do too much at once You're going to stress out. You know how I know this? My father had survived two heart attacks. He stressed himself over his job. I said, Dad, because the the job that he had, the first job, was a factory job. How stressful is that? It is not stressful. You know what's stressful? A work type, like an office type or deadline driven where you're constantly, constantly on the move and constantly working. You need to take a break. 
you need to take a break because it's important. Health-wise, it's important. Of why people get stressed out. He did quit the, the nightclub job because, again, the owner accused him of stealing. They didn't have proof, and he didn't get along with the, the owner, so he left. I said, good for you, Dad. How dare somebody accuse you of something that you didn't have any no clue? All of a sudden, your best worker is the one, and he actually would go in on time, do his job, come home. That was it. He minded his own business, but they accused him without any proof. And I'm like, really? Wow. That's really, that's really, really shameful when you do that. You accuse someone of something that they didn't do. So he, he quit, and he just had the one job. That's why he spent as much time with Miss as possible. We went on vacations together. Uh, you know, we spent quality time as, as a family. And then I had my moments with him. And that's why I said the father and daughter bond was broken. So I was out with a father figure for a long time, and it hurt. It hurt for so long. And my mom, my mother, I love her so much. I revere her. She did a lot in life. We were the only two that actually really didn't have as many, quote, friends in life. She made friends along the way. She had her family friends. She had people that, you know, she associated with or talked with over the phone. She had her family in Australia, her brothers and sister. But it's not the same thing because they're millions of miles away at another continent and we're here. So, yes, we could talk with them. And she went to see them twice. She went once on her own and then once she went with my, my middle sister. They went together again and uh, it was interesting. And I said, maybe one day I'll go see my cousins. But I'm, um, see, I'm procrastinating now, making all these excuses. The thing is, there's not enough time to do all the things you want to do. But you just make time. You don't put yourself on a time limit. Because it's one thing you should never do is, oh, I don't have time to, all, all I have a schedule. I'm going to have to be, I have to do this at this time. I have to be married at this time. I have to have children at this time. I have to have a, no, no. It's, when it happens, it happens. Let it be a miracle. Let it be a surprise. But again, just to end this this podcast, because I'm going over my time, remember, yes, you need to respect the dead and revere them, but you also have to remember about the people that are alive. The people that are alive matter too. We all take for granted. Everybody always turns out. Oh, everyone had a big funeral. There was many people that turned out. Many people did this. Uh, this person got all the, the welcome speeches, and he was praised, and this and that. But what about when he was alive? He, wasn't he ever made to feel special? Wasn't he ever made to feel revered? No. You have to wait till a person is dead before you do that? No. We should, in, 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 just to reiterate, we should also remember the people that are alive. Because again, one day they won't be here. So remember how you treat them in life, because how you treat them in life really matters, as opposed to how you treat them in death. In death, yes, they are respected. That's why you say rest in peace. But you also should say rest in peace to people who are alive. Because that could have two meanings. Not many people realize they could have two meanings. It doesn't necessarily mean, oh, rest in peace is only for people who are gone. No, it could also be for people who are alive. What about people who are struggling with an illness? There were many nights when I couldn't sleep. I had been kept up because my mother was the one person that kept me from like going through the pain. It was terrible. I went through so much pain. The drugs didn't help, those side effects. 
she got me through the worst parts, the worst parts, the worst times in my life, and I thank her for that. She did all of that. She made me comfortable so that I wouldn't experience any pain. She would massage me. She would stay by me. She would, she would nurse me. Because again, if, if she wasn't there to help me through it, I probably would have given up a long time ago. And I wouldn't be talking to you now about this. So remember, and, not, and also, one last word, again, yes, it's, to, it's good to respect the dead and revere them, but you also have to remember the people that are alive, they also need to be respected and looked at and admired and recognized for all of their accomplishments and achievements, because again, one day, they're going to be gone too. So remember that. So I'm going to say it's time for me to end this podcast because it's almost 7 o'clock. Um, God bless all of you. Stay strong. Stay safe. Be positive in a negative world. Again, whatever obstacles and, and, and struggles you're going through, you can go through it. But you have to stay focused and you have to be positive because that's the only way you're going to get through life. You can't go with a negative attitude. It doesn't work. Trust me on that. So God bless all of you. Take care. Mm-hmm.